Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. Welcome to the Spiritual Go with Brother Rod. Tonight we have an exciting Bible study, which is our season finale of this season. It has been just an awesome season as we continue to grow in Christ, learn more about who the Lord and Savior is in our relationship and the things that the Bible instructs us not to only do but how to only walk and follow the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I'm excited about it. Um, tonight's Bible study is brought to you by GoGospel.com, a great place for the genre of holy hip-hop and the daily word, and also you buy GoGospel clothing apparel, where it's for God, for you, and for family and a percentage of all proceeds go to a charitable event. Um, so tonight's Bible study, I am everywhere. Emphasis on I am, which is all capitalized in the title, meaning the great I am. Moses asked the Lord, said, who should I say sent me? And the Lord spoke to Moses and said, I am who I am. Tell him I am sent you. So what do you mean? He said, I am God. Simply that. He says, listen, in accordance to us, he says, I am love. I am peace. I am joy. I am everything that you need. Amen. Father God, if it's devil's God, I am the Lord who brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, that shall have no other God before me, because I am God, and I am all of this you. Amen. Then it says, I am everywhere. What he means is God is omnipresent. The Bible says, Lord, where can I go that you are not there? If I ascend to the depths of hell, you are even there. So God says, I'm everywhere. I'm omnipresent, meaning I am present. The Lord is my present help. He says, I am here. All you got to do is call on me. And whether you do or not, I am here. I'm there. I'm not lost. (laughs) Right? Because I found Jesus. Well, where are you finding? (laughs) Amen. The Lord says, I'm everywhere. Right? So, therefore, you may have for man, you can't have for God, but God says, I am everywhere. Watch this. First, you know, we start our Bible studies with Romans 10 and 9, that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, uh, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. This is our key verse of salvation. This is our goal to everyone say. Uh So if anyone wants more info on that verse, Definitely get in contact with us so we can get you in your new start relationship in Christ and in a church home where you can grow and start your new journey in Christ. But watch this. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, period. Now, that's 
a part of what you have to do to be saved. You have to confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Right? But that's not the part that gets it. Because you can confess with your mouth, you can say anything. I know a whole lot, well, not a whole lot, praise the Lord, I don't. But I know some people that have confessed with their mouth that Jesus is Lord, but they don't carefully act it out. Because I can't judge the heart, but I can judge the few. Now, if you confess Jesus is Lord, there are certain ways you should carry yourself. Right? It should be a reflection of that lordship in your life. Confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Right? But his, this is what gets you. And believe in your heart that God raised from the dead and you will be saved. You can confess with your mouth, but until you believe in your heart, there's no salvation. What do you mean? It can't be on you. It's got to be in you. Because the believe is where? On the inside. It says in bold and blue, believe where? In your heart. So therefore, it's inside out. <laughs> well, you might not believe you so said it because <laughs> it can't be over you it's got to be in you because if it's in you you're going to act it out but the key to salvation starts in the heart what would be watch this a wise man once said in order to make change you got to be changed we always say we want change to come, but we don't want to change. In order to have change, you can create change. Who said that? This wise man, brother Rod. I know him, wise guy. I like his wisdom. <laughs> he said you got to be changed if you want change, right? So, therefore, change is something that has to be seen, and not only you got to want it because I can confess all day. But upon the belief in my heart, it creates change. Then comes salvation, right? But we got to want to be changed. You got to want to be changed. A change has to happen. A change has to take place, meaning if something different has to go on. For example, uh, uh, create Create change, create change. Sometimes you got to create change, right? Use your power, create change. Let's talk about it. For example, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 through 2. <laughs> like Brother Lindsay, he went to Revelation. I'm going to go to the first book. He said, Genesis chapter 1, verse 2 said, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2 says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God covered over the face of the water. Now, watch this. In the beginning, God did what created. This is in the beginning. God created change. What do you mean? Because the earth was without form. But God said, listen, let's make some happen. Let's create some change, and let's have light. Let's have firmness. Let's put the heavens here. Let's paint this poetry. Let's create man. But let's create change. 
change is not just going to happen. You're going to have to do something in order to get change. Change has to start on the inside. It works inside out. It can't be on you. It's got to be in you. The Bible says in Matthew 15, 11, not what goes into the mouth that defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth defiles a man. What do you mean? He said, listen, it's not what you put in your body that makes him unclean. He said, what comes out of the body. Right? So you can put on all you want, but unless it's in you, it holds nothing. Right? Watch this. What I'm saying is, if first John no, no, what I'm saying is because if the love of God is in you, then the love of God is going to come out. Right? Faith comes by hearing hear the word of God. Right? So we have to get the word of God in us. Because it's by faith. But the faith in you will come out. You can say I have all the faith in the world, but unless it's shown, then you're just talking about faith. You can have a faith T-shirt on, but it does no good if it ain't in. Free boy, I'm trying. First John chapter two, verses four through five says, "Who who says I know him, and does not keep his commandments is a liar." And the truth is not in him. What do you mean? He says, he who say I know, but you don't keep his commandments. Because to know him is to keep the commandments. Love thy neighbor. Love the Lord your God. First greatest commandment. Second is like it. Love your neighbor. But you don't love. So, the truth is not in you because if the truth was in you, it'll come out. It can't be on you. It's got to be in you. It's got to show. It's got to reflect that this is truly a lover of God and his commandments. But if not so, then it's a lie. Right? And we know the prince of lies, which is the enemy. Right? The Bible said the truth is not in him. Not even own <laughs> Amen. Watch this fire. I like buts. But whoever keeps his word truly loves the Lord. Truly the love of God is perfected in him. Say it again. Five. But whoever keeps his word truly loves say it right. Five. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. That's a lot of ends. Verse 5 says, whoever keeps his word truly loves, truly the love of God is perfected in him. So where is the love of God perfected? On the inside. It's a war every day between the flesh and the spirit. Where does the spirit dwell? On the inside. 
On the inside, therefore, we have to tap into our spirit, which is perfect where? On the inside. Amen. So it can't be on you. It got to be in you because on the inside is where it's being perfected in him, in you. God is perfected in him. Read it. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in, not on, him. By this we know we are in him. Not outside of him. We've been on the outside before. But how this work, you got to be in it. You just can't say it. We got to show it. And it has to dwell within you. The Holy Spirit has to live within you. You inherit the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is your advocate. It fights on your behalf. But it can't just be on you. It has to dwell within you. So there's preparation for the expectation. Now that we have established faith, hearing, spirit, inside. Faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of God. Therefore, in order for the faith to work, it's got to be in you. The word has to be in you. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. One of my favorite scriptures is Psalm 119.11. It says, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. This is David saying, listen, because the word, which we just talked about in the previous verse, but whoever keeps his word, where? Truly the love of God is perfected in him. Then David goes and says, I have hidden the word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Let it register. He says, if I'm going to hide the word, I'm going to hide it on the inside where man or the enemy can't destroy or get to it. And because I love the Lord, I have a relationship with him, I'm going to hide the world on the inside so whenever sin comes about, I can be able to fight and defend and go up against it because the word is in me. It can't be on you. It's got to be in you. Right? They got these treatments. They got these ointments, right? And um, they, they can't give you a shot. Or they can't give you a pill because of the dose of the medicine and you need healing. So what they do, they got this ointment. And you rub it on your skin. Right? That's all good. But it doesn't heal until it gets on the inside, into the bloodstream. Right? So, therefore, it can't just be on you. It's got to be in you in order for you to be healed, in order for you to walk accordingly, in order for you to have joy and peace. It's got to come on the inside. Amen. It can't be on you. It's got to be in you. Faith on the inside, which creates the expectation, the preparation for the expectation. Because I have faith, I expect a certain thing. For example, 
Jesus healed the blind man named Bartimaeus. Now, they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude. Now, the word they specifies Jesus, his disciples, as we read, we find the multitude, right? These are witnesses. Because before I got started, I'm telling you that Jesus healed a blind man named Bartimaeus. Right? So, and a great multitude, as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Tamias, sat by the road bed. Hold up, break that down. Make it Bible study. I will. Blind to Bartimaeus. Why would they say blind to Bartimaeus? I mean, he's described as. Why can't they just say Bartimaeus? (laughs) God's good. Say, listen, blind to Bartimaeus. So, when you say his name, you don't even say, you always say blind because he is known to be blind. That when they call his name, they won't even say his name. They just say blind. Oh, you talking about blind to Bartimaeus? Because you just say Bartimaeus, they probably say, oh, it's another dude named Trump. He good. <laughs> so they specifically describe him as being blind. I don't want to miss that. Not only do they say that, they say he's the son of Tamias. So we can distinguish that person that we're talking about. So there's no confusion. And watch this. The Bible says he sat by the road bed. Now, when we're introduced to who he is, the Bible says he is sitting by the road. He is begging. Action. Now, the fact that he is sitting means there's change coming. Watch this. Verse 47 says, and when and when he heard when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, not Jesus of the Canaan, not Jesus of Washington, not Jesus of Dallas, not Jesus of Jacksonville, Albany. Donaldsonville, Jesus of Nazareth was coming, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, I love the fact that he was specific. Now, he was prepared for expectation. Why do you say that? Because when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth, he could see him, so he heard his voice. Now, that takes a whole lot of faith because faith comes by what hearing. Hearing by the word of God. So he heard Jesus come. Couldn't see him. He was sitting down and he went to cry. 
The Bible says he cried out and said, Jesus. Listen, he quoted a scripture. He said a whole lot of things, but he can say Jesus. That's all we need to say at times. A lot of times I hear people say it in vain. I thought, Lord, forgive me. Only if they knew. But here is blind, Bartholomew, he cries, he says, Jesus, have mercy on me. Now, in my Bible, in your Bible, there's an exclamation mark. Because he did just said, the Bible said he cried. Look at the name. So he said loud. Verse 48 said, Then many warned him to be quiet. That's that hindrance. Because when you're prepared and you have expectations to be healed, to be saved, the enemy don't want that. So then a hindrance comes about. Because the hindrance is trying to stop the expectation. Because they know the faith will activate the expectation and God will fulfill. Watch this. But even though they told him to be quiet, he cried out all the more. But he turned up. (laughs) Say, I'm going to even say it louder. And watch what happened. Son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 46, so Jesus stood still. It has to be a whole lot of faith on the inside. Your expectation has to be a spirit thereof. You have to know and believe that Jesus of Nazareth, the son of David, will heal you. The cry was so loud to God that he stood still. Now, that's a cry because change comes. If Jesus stands still, a change comes. You have cried out to a point where Jesus stands still. And I love it because here's New Testament, and it says he commanded him to be called. So why can't he just say to him, be called? Because he's Jesus, he's God, he's all-powerful, and what he operates, he operates based on commandments. <laughs> so he calls him. He starts to he commands him to come. Then they call the blind man saying, be of good cheer. Do what? Rise, there's change. Because he was sitting. But now they say rise. That means a change and that means prepare. Jesus has called you to something. And I'm telling you that it's when he calls you and you call him for something, prepare. Because the change is coming. They say he is calling you specifically. And throwing aside, verse, verse 50, watch this. This is what I love. We can't miss this. Verse 50 says, 
And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. What do you mean? Now, in tradition, if you were blind or had any type of ailment, you had to wear certain clothes so people could recognize you as being as such. Because there was a saying as to clean and unclean. But what I want you to get is, he said, listen, if Jesus called me, there about to be some change. I'm finna get prepared for it. He said, hey, man, what you doing? He said, I'm tearing this off because I am finna be here. I no longer have to wear these clothes. I have called on the Lord. He has called me. I was sitting down. He told me to rise up. I expect to be healed. Watch. In order to fulfill the expectations, you got to do something. What do you mean? You might not have to tear your clothes, but you got to make a phone call, right? You're trying to rebuild this relationship. You got to fill out an application, right, in order get this job. It just ain't going to come to this. Right? You got to lead by example if you want to. You got to do something when the calling has been made because it's preparation for the expectations. So he rose and came to Jesus. And this is the thing, what I love about it, he went to Jesus because whatever you need, whatever your needs are, you have to know who to go to. Right? Whatever your needs are, go to Jesus. Proud. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? Now, this is specific. Jesus asked him. He made it personal. Specifically, what do you want me, God, to do for you? He says it all the time. He says, Ron, what do you want me to do for you? Tell him, what do you want me to do for you? Just put your name in it. And God is saying, what do you want me to do for you? Now, here's the thing. We need to be specific. So the blind man said, Rabbi not teacher, master, idol. Recognizing authority, he says that I may receive my sight. Now, the word "receive" is bold and underlined because he is the word "receive" goes with expecting to receive sight. He said that I may receive my sight. Not your sight, not his sight. He says my sight. Perfect to the deep set him go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus on the road. Your faith has made you well. And whether that where does that faith dwell? On the inside. And when you activate it and you call on the Lord because you are expecting to receive, the Bible says he did it immediately. And once he did that, he followed Jesus, giving him praise, being thankful, 
for the healing that took place that because of his faith that was on the inside filled him. But he was present for the expectation. Watch this. I'm everywhere. Example. Amos 3 and 3 says, two cannot walk together unless they agree. Right? How can we walk together unless me and you are on the same accord that we agree? And that's in fellowship because fellowship builds relationship. So we walk together in Christ as we walk together with each other because we are at war. That's what we've been talking about. There will be some casualties, though, when it comes to war. Oh, some people don't die. Some people don't get hurt. But here's the thing. It's okay to get a knife wound or a cut in the battle, but don't get shot and killed. What do you mean? Jesus said one time, he said, Rod, when you put on a suit of armor, you put on the armor to fight forward. You're not put on the armor to run away. So you put on your armor, amen. There's a difference between a wounded soldier and a casualty of war. You just in the way. <laughs> so this war that we fighting, we're fighting diligently to win. Now we're gonna get hurt, it's gonna be some wounds. But baby, we're gonna win. Right? Amen? Trust the process. What do you mean? The Lord brought you to it, He's gonna bring you through it. But you gotta trust the process. Right? He's not gonna bring you all this way to leave you. He brought you out of Egypt, He fed your manna, He gave you water, He supplied all your needs in the wilderness. What do you mean? So when everybody else was having a drought and there was nothing to be had, Jesus supplied everything you need and you went without not. Trust the process. Right? Remember this. No, I'm going to jump ahead. Yeah, trust the process. Because a day is like a thousand years to go and a thousand years is like a day. It may seem long to you, but it's actually a short process. But what happens is sometimes we get so eager that we miss it. But we got to trust the process because God is going to fulfill, and we have to have an expectation. We just have to prep and prepare for what God is going to do. Amen. Even remember the Shumanite woman whose son died, right? Remember Paul was talking about that last week's Bible study. We see two things in this. The light and desire build expectation. Because doubt is the absence of expectation. So if you doubt, you don't expect nothing. But because she delighted, it built expectation. And her desire was that of expectation. Because her, del- her delight in the Lord, her expectation, without doubt, is that the Lord will take care of all that was out of her control, without a doubt. Man, in the end, I believe she knew exactly who her enemy was. It was doubt. So she knew her part and sought after the Lord with all her heart. God simply rewarded her for her expectation. Why? In reality, God would never let us down. That's the reality of it. God simply rewarded her for her expectations. Why? Because in reality, God will never let us down. He is not designed and built that way, too. He's not going to let his child down. 
but our expectations have to be great, and we have to walk with a spirit thereof. As long as we do that, then we will inherit that in which the God and the Lord has promised us. But we got to trust the process. Watch this. Psalm 56, uh, 3 through 4. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise. In God I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? So what do you mean tell me that we're part of the process? There are going to be some things that are going to cause you to be afraid. There are going to be some things that are going to cause you to doubt, right? But it can't be all you got to be in you or you're going to place your trust. You're going to place it in your heart. Yeah, true, you place the word there, but you place your trust in God. Whose word I praise in God I trust. I shall not be afraid. Why? Because my trust is in God and I'm trusting the process. And remember that the promise is not what is being processed. We are being processed until we are ready to receive the promise. Then we will give God the glory when we receive the promise. That's powerful. And remember, the promise is not what is being processed. The promise is already given. He ain't got to process it. He ain't got to go through no mechanical wheel. It ain't got to be saving. It ain't got to be had ingredients added to it. It don't have to be processed because it's a promise. We are being processed until we are ready to receive the promise. We're the one that's being processed, but the promise has already been given. And when the promise comes, then God will be given the glory. Now, I'm going to read some slow because this is a game changer. 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 9 says, But, beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is that's one day. Right? So a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not flat concerning his promise. As some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all shall come to repentance. He says, listen, if the Lord promises it to you, he's not slack about it. It's on time. Now, in the meantime, though it may seem to tear, it won't, and it looks like it's, I'm going through and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. The Lord says, where some count it as slackness, you count it as long-suffering, and while the long-suffering is happening, you're still giving God the praise for the promise that has been given to you because his promise is not slack. Game changer. Now you look at long suffering all differently. While you kind of what the Lord doing, and then they, they just the people in the world just man, God is God. Oh no, I am in joy right now because I know the promise is coming. I have expectation, and God is not slack on His promise. Why? Because though it may seem long to you, a day is like a thousand years. I ain't been suffering that long, and still I would give God the joy. Woo, game changer. But, beloved, now where am I? Amen. Embrace the wait, right? So you're waiting. You're waiting on that breakthrough. You're waiting on that job. You're waiting on deliverance. You're waiting on uh, joy, peace, uh, uh, firm relationships, uh, things of that nature that you have asked God for. But you got to embrace the wait. God is not slack on his promise. 
the in-between is long-suffering with other counted as flattened. That's what I just said. Watch this. We're almost done. True faith is built on the delay. What do you mean? <laughs> Achilles say true faith, not faith, not false, not in-between, not mediocre. He said, but true faith is built during the delay because in the delay, you have no other option but to trust in God. So, therefore, though it may be a delay, that's where your faith kicks in. That's where you lean on your faith. Let patience have perfect work, James chapter 4. It will make us complete and wanting nothing. We can be content while waiting for something we need and do not have. That only makes sense with God. He's the only one that can make a setback, a breakthrough. Keep in mind that obedience turning to our source minimizes the delay. It's a delay to us, but right on God's time as part of the process. Recompense. We get paid for the wait. Recompense. What do I mean? That's that payback. He said, though you may wait, and though right now it may feel like you lose it. He said, but I'm going to pay you all the things back that you were supposed to get while you were waiting. If the desire is there, you will find a way to facilitate change. That is what my brother Josh said. It was powerful. Closing note, let's do this. Jesus, his way all my days, Proverbs 16 and 7. When a man ways pleases the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. The enemy wants to steal your joy, but don't let him fight. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this word tonight. We thank you for being everywhere, Father. We thank you, Lord, for seeing all, knowing all, covering us, Lord. We thank you for the delays. We just thank you for the long suffering. We thank you for your word that dwells inside of us, Lord, so that it gives us the opportunity to activate it in times of need. So, Lord, we just thank you and honor you for all that you do. We love you, and we and we thank you, Lord. We bless and praise your name. Hallelujah be to your name. And, Father, if there was anything that was displeasing to you, um, this week, Lord, we ask that you forgive us for our sins, renew a good, clean spirit within us, Lord, and free our minds and our souls. This is your son, Jesus, and we pray. Amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.